All right, everybody, welcome to another Addicted Podcast. We are sitting here in studio with the great Eric Swanson like we had a couple weeks ago, but thank you, thank we're talking you. another special occasion tonight. We're going to be doing some Spring Chinook discussion because by the time you guys are hearing this, we should be in the freaking thick of it. But before we get started on that, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Nick Wax, you know, because guess what? It's still going to rain in the summer months and you're going to need your Nick Wax. Guaranteed. Now Always you're just going to see it coming though. What's that now? You're going to see it coming in the spring. You're out on the river. It's sunny. It's nice. Oh. You see this black wall coming towards you. That's spring yeah. weather. Though. Yeah, that's what that I mean. Was, that, like, was, that was Saturday for me. coats yep. on. Oh, you got hit by a couple of those big squallers? A couple of good ones. Where it, was oh. night, it was like 70. So Everybody was like t-shirts, and all one. of a sudden, down river, you could, just, you could see the wind on the water, and you could see the dark clouds. Uh-huh. And, and then 20 minutes later? And then 20 minutes later, it was some 70 and sunny again. Oh, goodness. I'll yeah. never forget this total tangent. Sorry, everybody. We're in Florida. And that wall of water came. Oh in. yeah, that reminded me. You a lot could of hear spring. it from like a quarter mile away. Mm-hmm. Just, but it was just like sitting down on the Columbia on a hog line, getting just jumped just on with springers, getting smoked. I remember, <laughs> I remember a couple of years back since we are talking springers, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing to be you know really alert about is the weather, of course. But I remember looking up, looking to the south, seeing the red wall, like pulling yep. up the radar, seeing that it was just red, and then we were parked on the uh, beach mm-hmm. across the river. Told my guys, I go, yeah, it's time for lunch. Mm-hmm. Let's go over. And so we shoot over to the bank, put the boat on the bank, throw the anchor out, go sit in the truck, and it lets loose, and boats are flying off the water. Oh, they yeah. can't, they can't, you know, get out of there quick enough. Yep, yep. <laughs> 20, 30 minutes later, the skies break, and then what generally mm-hmm. happens after that squall mm-hmm. comes through? Like fish bite. Fish yeah. bite. They always they yeah, follow it, you. It, it's weird. They do. So yeah. if you can, like, take your punishment. Right. But you're not going to be as punished. If your coats have Nick Wax on them. Exactly. Yeah. You like that same way. Boom. I'm getting good at this. Yeah, Am I getting good at this? Marlon. Damn. Yeah, that's right. Call him. Well, yeah. yeah. Marlino. <laughs> Touchdown. No but, uh, kidding. <laughs> Touchdown. But yeah, we got missed. We figured, you know what? It's right in the thick of it. We're going to be doing some Springer talk. And uh, actually is the first one of all of us to be out there. That's true. It He's actually put some time in. So give us the report. Yeah. Because so. we're all about reports here on Fishing Addicts. Yeah. I'm kidding. But so still I, fished, a report. Uh, I fished five rods on Saturday and six rods on Sunday from like seven to four and, you know, no bites. I mark like two fish each day, a ton of smelt, a ton of sea lions. Um, so I'm going to switch tactics tomorrow and fish a different river system where the water's a little bit warmer. So and try and get away from the smelt and get away from the sea lions and go somewhere else. Well, so I mean, let's let's let's. OK. You know what? To be fair, uh, let's yeah. To be fair, <laughs> it's we're gonna talk. Right, we're, we're, you are in the Willamette. Yeah, the, it, it, you know, it, there's really. I mean, when we're talking spring, <laughs> <you're> right? <especially laughs> in the, I mean, we we always talk Columbia and Willamette. There is there is that. Okay, you can fish the Columbia, right? Where you're gonna have all the other tributaries of fish, all the upriver fish coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your odds of there being more fish out there is greater. But right. then when you go into the Willamette and when you go into the channel, you've got some concentrating effects totally. and a little bit warmer water right now. Yep, yep. So that Columbia, when I was out there Saturday and Sunday, it was like 41 and a half. And then when I ended the day on Sunday, it was like 42.2. So it's, it's creeping up there. But the channel in the Willamette was sitting about 46. Oh, my so, gosh. 46? Yeah. Yep. It was it was quite a That's bit pretty damn warm. So... Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say anything for this year. I can remember in some years past where that Columbia was like in the upper 30s, I remember 38, 39. Last year when we first started was like 37 and a half. It was insanely cold. Right. Yeah. And that's all we had is long sturgeon season. But that's now, for another now, podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong. The, the Willamette definitely, I mean, obviously moves a little bit slower in speed than the Columbia. Do you think these like warm weather days like this 
Willamette obviously heats up a lot faster. We've had a good week of warm weather. I've seen it before where you start off the day. Like degrees a day. Like two a day. Like sometimes you get a 70 degree afternoon. And that's surface water, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it'll bump up a couple degrees a day. And, you know, it doesn't take very long. A week of, you know, 60, 70 degree afternoons for that water to really bump up. Yeah. It's it's surprising that it is even colder because it's very unregulated. The Willamette goes a long way without any sort of dam system. You know what I mean? So right. it's it's interesting that they pour in there so early like that. Well, I'm wondering if you have like stuff like the Oregon, like Oregon City Falls, like churning that water. Right. So it's like you know, as it's baking through the valley, it's not you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the the dynamics of that. The but one thing you don't want to say too is like, but it is a gamble. So it's not like I know you didn't want to say Willamette at the start yeah. of this, but it's not like it's like reporting because let's be honest, right. it's still a needle in a haystack. It is. I mean, I fished what the 27th and 20th of February. I mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a needle in <laughs> right for sure. But they are getting caught, they like, are. and it's a good sign that they are getting caught. In in both places, I've gotten mm-hmm. pictures. In fact, even just this morning, I've gotten one picture from the Willamette system, yep. which can be anything from yep. Oregon City down. We'll just leave it at that. And I got one from the Columbia. Right. So it's like, uh, pick your poison. Pick your poison. <laughs> I, uh, so on Sunday, three of my buddies caught fish in the Willamette. Three guys that I know personally caught fish in the line. Oh, you were out in the while I was in Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. There's something to be said though. We all see coming back (laughs) from the coast. So guess what I'm doing tomorrow? Steelhead fishing. Yeah. Those smell. I think you're dead on with that. The smelt and the sea lion thing. It just one. You're not. Well, let's let's see. We watch it. You guys watch them down in Astoria all fall. Chase them off of your flasher. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's happening right now as well. So it's like even worse. Well, let's talk about the smelt because, I mean, you know, one thing, what the smelter, I, I, it's weird because we've seen years where those smelt will push all the way up to the sandy. Like, you know, I'm talking mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, right. maybe 12 years ago. And it didn't seem to, like, deter the springer bite because you would definitely catch springers with, you know, 8 to 10 smelts stuff, in their belly. Stuff. So they're on the feed. Like, it's not just the, the happenstance glance, but I remember on those years, like, I ended up running a lot of like prawn spinner, Something even different. when the water was really, really cold. And right. don't get me wrong, we were Something not not silver and shiny, <laughs> right? Something right, different. trying to be different, mm-hmm. and uh, and that paid dividends. I remember on one specific year, um, we were we were still allowed to fish that story, so I had to at least be more than what four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, but so like yeah, that smelt can be a deterrent, but I think it also like said I mean those fish have got to be they got to be feeding on those bastards. They're, right. They got to be driving to it. So Guaranteed. following it, right. following them, they say that a lot of times those springers follow the smell. Right. I don't know who really coined that or. Yeah. Well, one thing I know for sure is, you know, I marked them down there like we mark anchovies in story. I mean, they were from 10 feet below my boat to the bottom and 30 feet of water. Were your rod tips shaking oh, and dude, stuff? <laughs> dude, at, at one point, well, so I hadn't, so my very first pass from I marked, running that I marked them? these smell. talking about? Oh, yeah, your rod tips will sit there and go, doing, 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 The very first pass at the end of the pass, when they were starting to get pushed up, you know, I marked them, and I'm like, everybody reel up. I thought it was a big snag or something. I'm like, reel up, reel up, reel up, and every single rod had a smell snagged on them. Snagged on them. So that's illegal harvest there, Mr. Swanson. We're going to have to turn you in for that, sir. Well, I released them unharmed, so. I fried them unharmed. But, you know, I... You know, after that, I'm like, okay, these are smelt. And then my next pass, they were about 400 yards further up. And then you, I could basically just, you know, was marking the water as they were kind of migrating up river. And by the end of the day, it was just unfishable because they were so thick in there. No kidding. So is there, there was even a now, bigger have you, wall. Have, have oh, you heard a good, I mean, I saw a little video yesterday of a guy doing one dip. One dip and out. Oh, the guys, the, yeah. the, the, the smelt yesterday. dip that but they had to use, it killed them. It's yeah. really big year. It took, it took me 30 minutes to get mine yesterday. 
you know, and you know, getting three to five every scoop. But I, I did see some of those videos where they're like yeah. fifty, and you could like barely get it out of the water. Well, an unnamed yeah. river that we were on last winter this time, it was the same thing, which is as common but fairly uncommon for how many. But yeah, you could have. I mean, it was a, just a three foot wall of them from the bank out. I mean, yeah. black. black. Yeah, with them, and it was it was impressive. Well, yeah, that's interesting to hear that there's that many still. Good ocean. Well, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's. I was gonna say it's it's good to see them. And it's good to see them that far up, and it's also good because it sounds like if we get another smelt dip, if right. there's that many still fresh ones sitting in the Columbia, you didn't see any dead ones, did you? Like floating down. I did not see any dead ones. No. Yeah, so I mean, shoot, that could be some real, yeah, some real nice fish. I mean, or some opportunity for maybe for the sport guys to get them next week. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it was definitely a lot of them around, and you know, one of the better dips I can remember doing. So definitely, definitely good news. So what do you think the strategy is going to be? So so we got some pretty, we got some really nice weather this week. We've right. got some pretty tough weather the following week. So like, what are you going to be? I mean, do you, Mister Swanson, right. think that this is going to turn this fishery going to turn and like every other fishery in the damn Northwest to turn mm-hmm. into a three sixty fishery? Yes. So a couple of years ago when we really started fishing three sixties. You know, I swore to myself I was never going to run them for springers because I always thought water was too cold. Well, you know, as we kind of, you know, develop along this, you know, learning curve of fishing these 360s, last year I ran them and had great luck with them. And uh, and this year I'm probably going to run them a little earlier than I normally would, especially if there's a bunch of smelt around. Um, you know, I'm going to switch it up and, and try it. Um, you know, once this once the turbidity goes down a little bit and, you know, we can be, fish these things effectively, um, yeah, I'm going to run them. Yeah, so. you know, you think about, you know, the, the fish reading smelt, mm-hmm. and then now, you know, I mean, I always believe that those flashers create, like, a schooling effect, like 100%. you have, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, kind of key into that a little bit. Right, so, you know, I kind of think that, you know, if these fish are full of smelt and they're not exactly hungry, I think, like you said, that schooling effect, we can kind of trick them well, into those, those Hanford Reach fall fish ain't that hungry either. Right, three hundred miles from the freaking ocean, yeah. and they still eat it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of kind of leaning that direction. So I have a bunch of leaders tied up, you know, especially with these orange labels that we have now. Um, you know, could could lead to some really good fishing, or so you know, at least uh, the opportunity to have now, some. Cam, isn't a lot of the and, and I might be completely off here, but isn't a lot of the three sixty fishing relative to like current speed and water heights and stuff is that why is it going to be a lot harder to fish 360s and do this you know i think if they run 20 ounce leads and stuff if they spike the columbia like they do every first week of april yeah it could be tough you know we we might end up doing four or five miles an hour downstream trying to get you know these things to work so i think in that instance you know we're gonna have to kind of revert back to triangles and this is way way right but right uh, right wing i mean but like what about like pinpointing like back eddy stuff or like slower water like, do you think yeah. there's something to be said about a big river like that and yeah. using those 360s like behind wing dams. just trolling like for trout almost yeah. you know like yep. no go I, you treating you t- it like you, a small river yep. treating it like a small river no i think ab- i think you're absolutely on point i just it It'd be hard to catch I, the fish timing them when they're coming, I mean, well, no, because they're going to seek out. I mean, as I mean, it's it's no different than like the bank guys mm-hmm. whooping on them when the waters come up. So every right. spring, you know, we're all going to have to we're all going to have to deal with the runoff. And now this year, the season's set till April fourth. Maybe we don't see a big component of that runoff until the season's over. You know, yeah. but or but sometimes we see it. It can turn on real quick. Yeah, There's exactly. nothing too scary right. uh, in the forecast right now that's looking that way. But man, I just believe, you know. If you're going to have good 360 fishing, it's because you have you have good visibility for the yeah, fish. Have you have water. you have better than four to five foot because I just don't think as anglers we have a very we're, we. 
I don't think as anglers as a whole, like we're not that good at just running three sixties to where like they are a foot off the bottom as we are at the triangles. Right. Exactly. Right. And so whether they not or they are so behind the wing dam. You got a good good sounding equipment. You like when I'm the T Rex, I'm damn near guessing. Right. You know, until it's like, okay, there's no way I can Yeah, be, but so you know, when you but when, but in the fall tough. but in the fall, even with the T Rex. Mm-hmm. But in the fall, even in the T-Rex, if you're within 20 feet of a right. salmon, uh-huh. he's going to see it. Because you got to think 10 foot of visibility each side of the salmon. Yeah. There's a 20-foot wall or a 20-foot window there that right. you have to troll through, and you're going to get his tension. Right. In the spring, you, you cut that down to two feet, three feet, yeah. one feet sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't do it, and that's when you, gotta, that's when you have to start slowing the presentations down, figuring yep. out what works. But, I mean... I'm going to knock on wood here, but it's still like sub-zero temperatures in Idaho. and Yeah. I mean, it's really cold out there still. So I think you guys are going to see some really nice water conditions. I think, you know, really the fast. other thing is, too, is it, it gets pretty delayed, too. Really fast. Right. You know. It gets pretty delayed, too. And, and you know, by the time we got four weeks of the seasons as of this date right now. Right. You know, and it takes, you know, 10 days, you know, for that, some of that big water like to really come down. Really start. Until, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like probably like the weekend after this coming weekend. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right about, right about I was going to say 10 to 14 days. You're going to start yep. wanting to go. Yep, yeah, exactly. In fact, I already called Stevens Marine and scheduled for when my <laughs> boat's going to go in yes. to get its yearly stuff. Because if you don't do that now, you're not going to do it. And basically, yeah. I called them and they're like, I'm not going to say that. I called them and they're like, <laughs> I called them and they're like, they're like, I'm like, yeah, I need to bring it up. They're like, oh, we're full. I'm like. Really? Oh man, I go. What if I just drop you it off for the day and bring it back? And then <laughs> yeah. I did not say that. I did not say that, you jerk. But I said, hey man, I go. I just need to put the prop on and just have a quick checkup. He's like, is that it? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll get you in. I'm like, drop drop it off for me like, during the day. I'll just stay there. I'll wait for you guys to yeah. do it. Just give you a clean yeah. bill of health and let no me pressure. go fishing. Yes, exactly. So when when is your going to be your first? Well, it was going to be the 23rd, but then that was going to be like my first true trip. But then people backed me to the 20th, and then they opened the lower, and now mm-hmm. it's back to the 17th, the day yep. after Steelhead closed. Perfect. <laughs> so so that's, that's coming up quickly. <laughs> it's like, I, that's what's just going to be, and, and, you know, if I sneak out a day beforehand because a Steelhead trip or something cancels, I'll yep. do it, but I'm just getting ready. And But once it once yep. it shows, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let me tell you what, that, uh, that spot we normally fish is uh, the bottom's changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the super flat bottom anymore. But you know why I'm not afraid of that? That bottom changing, because I got hummingbird bottom contouring. Yeah, exactly. so I'm just gonna have to remap it anyways. Yeah, a couple, couple, three, four passes, and you'll be set. Yeah, but it's definitely. Is it as humpy as um the other place yes. that we were forced to fish? Oh, that sucks. Yes, I know. So when when I dropped in there and set all my rods, what about on the inside? Because sometimes like, like that inside twenty foot line right, stays a lot flatter out of the it current. It is. It was. It was. It was flatter. Um, but it was still. And I don't know. You know, obviously it's been two years since we fished down there, so I yeah. kind of relearned it. But it was definitely. You, you know, you your rods be dragging, tick, 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 and they drop back down, and they, and then tick, 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 drop, and bellies come back sandy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, dragging pretty hard. Yeah, so that that was definitely interesting, <clears throat> kind of relearning a spot that you know I hadn't fished in two years. So it was kind of fun at the same time, um, but you know, good to get out there and kind of learn it before the fish really should start showing up. So, you think you'll change? You keep going there. Well, I think I'm going to drag a lot more. You know, most of the time when I used to fish down there, you know, you know, rod would tap every so often. You know, you're kind of in the zone. Now, give it to crack the throttle just a scotch. You know, now I kind yeah. of find myself digging my rods more. You know, because those couple of fish I did mark, they were, you know, three feet on the backside of that hump. So I knew if I wasn't digging over the top of them, right I was going to be three feet over the top. Of them. Yeah. You know, that visibility, I could barely see the prop on my big motor 
So it was like oh, is that cloudy? It was like two and a half foot viz. Oh yeah, because that that Willamette uh, was pretty dirty too. It was affecting that side of the river. So, anyways, just a good trip to get out there and learn and kind of reacquaint myself with that area. Did you find any snags? I did. There's, <laughs> there's two new ones in there. Oh, sh- I need those uh, GPS points and coordinates for you. One of, <laughs> one of, them, one of, them, one of them is right off of the uh, the wing dam, about 100 yards off of it. Of the little one? The, We're the talking big, in the, code the here, big, people. The big one. The big right, one. B- just the one right below the island. Oh. Yeah. There's, yeah, they got two of my rods. All these guys out there, are like, mm. oh yeah, that one, that that wing down, <laughs> that, that rod with the moss the, on the it, the wing yeah. down below the island. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so I I marked those because they, you know, I could I could see them on my graph too. They were pretty, they were pretty good ones. They looked like stumps. Oh man, yeah. it's like you wish they'd put some gill nets in the river to clean those things out like they used to oh, back in the day, right? No kidding. Yes. Just kidding. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> so whoa, you snuck guy. Yeah, snuck <laughs> that shot in there. Um. <laughs> So you've done your homework. You've gone out there, done a couple tests, made sure the motors are clean, mm-hmm. got your bait. What else? what else? What else? What else? What else? Eric Swanson done to prepare for the major onslaught of um, spring Chinook that are hopefully going to die in your boat. I definitely, you know, I serviced all my motors. Um, you know, because a lot of these places I'm fishing, you know, they're 12, 15 miles from you know where I'm mooring my boat at. So doing a lot of running and gunning. So I, uh, you know, I got my boat in last month and you know got all the oil change and the gear lube change and and uh, that's when you know covering you know 50 60 miles a day running back and forth and things like that i'm you know not going to have overheating issues you know change, change uh, the uh, water pump and things like that so um, what are you going to do what what do you do uh, after the columbia closes i know like we're you yeah. know everyone's ultra hyper focused on the columbia right. and unfortunately just today we've seen some restrictions and some regulations come down especially on some of the washington trips where they've reduced some catch or they've closed some rivers right. just outright um to to actually try to collect some more brood stock and mm-hmm. m- higher than levels that they've they've been doing before right. but i mean how long are you going to be catching springers so i'll be catching springers all the way through june in the willamette once the columbia closes and then i do a lot of summer schnook fishing in that lower columbia so once that kicks off you know, I'll be doing that every single day. And that I think they're predicting like 83,000 summer schnook to return. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I transition, you know, out of spring schnook there in June, then immediately roll into summer schnook. So it's kind of, you know, that's the fun part about this year is, you know, basically middle of March, I'm fishing dang near every day yeah. um, until October. So, you know, with, with, you know, as long as we have, you know, good seasons and we have opportunity, I'll be out there. Right. So. I mean, the forecasting right now. I mean, everything except for, like I said, a few Washington tributaries yeah. on the spring Chinook side of things. Like, yeah, I was talking with Ryan about that last night. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you need to start mid-March, and we'll probably fish till Thanksgiving yep. in some big water opportunities out there. So, yeah, I mean, 2021 is definitely starting out with a little sunnier outlook than sunnier. Uh, 2020 did, that's for sure. Exactly. So, you know, it's always fun to, you know, springer fish and then transition to summer Chinook and then transfer into, you know, Ocean Coho in July and then buoy 10, you know, that Astoria fishery in August and then, you know, up here where we live in September and then upriver in October. I mean, it, it's, it's a good, it's a, you know, this is a good year to be a fisherman, you know, lots, lots to look forward to. That's super. Yep. I'm so excited. It seems everything's looking up. It's a super exciting spring that we have coming up here. It feels yeah. like spring already. It does. So 61. I was, I was in a t-shirt oh, ripping up yeah. and down the river in my jet boat today. It was fantastic. Oh yeah. It felt great, but we have a lot to look forward to. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast out there. We thank you so much again for making it in here tonight, Eric. Yep. yep. Yes. And uh, you guys stay out there, keep chasing those fish, and stay fishy. Stay we'll see fishy. you guys out there. See you guys.